So last week's episode was fairly serious, and this week, not so much here on Hot Takes on a Plate on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Rob Patrone, and sometimes we delve into the serious current events, and this week we are, well, I guess it's kind of current. It's 2021. We're, we're talking about new food trends, and we're talking with the editor of Food Network Magazine, Miley Carpenter. Food Network Magazine just came out recently with an article, 10 Food and Drinks You'll See Everywhere in 2021. And my first question to you, Miley, is how do you come up with trends? <laughs> like, I, I always just I always find these fascinating. These this is what you're going to see in, in the new year. Uh, you, you, we see it in food. We see it in fashion. We see it everywhere. How do you come up with a trend for a year that hasn't started yet? How do you see into the future? I know it's the hardest part of the job, right? I think it's a combination of um, of paying attention in, in all sorts of places. And, you know, in our case, we're not going out to eat as much as we used to. But, you know, it used to be a lot about just paying really close attention to, to what's on restaurant menus and kind of watching those trends trickle out. Because, you know, if you, you can see if you're going out to eat in bigger cities, you can kind of identify things that seem to be bubbling up and, and it might, you know, translate out. I de- the, the best case scenario is that we get to trends before they're, you know, on a Starbucks menu. <laughs> right, right. That's kind of the trajectory. And, um, and, and so we look at things there and, you know, we, of course, we, we follow the book market and we know what, what books are coming out. And, you know, sometimes you can even just look ahead and kind of understand what, what films are coming out. And when you get advanced on all of these things and you bring them all together and um, we're all food lovers and following the same sorts of sites um, and, and blogs that everyone is. So you can just kind of tell when people are starting to talk about the same things. It's kind of like playing the stock market. You're, you're trying to like kind of put two and two <laughs> together. Or I always wonder if it's like the chicken or the egg situation, right? Like, is it, you know, because publications have dictated this is going to be hot, it then becomes hot. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Or is it, you know, again, something is, is bubbling up and you're seeing it and you're just kind of connecting the dots. I was wondering that, you know, I was having a funny conversation with a woman who she has the best job title ever. She's a target and her, her title is trend forager. And her job <laughs> is to like go out and find trends and they travel. They Sounds travel. like she's like sniffing for truffles or something. Well, that's exactly what she's literally sniffing out trends and they'll travel Europe and go to, you know, go to food markets in, in London and Paris and kind of try to identify things that will come to the States. But I wondered that too. I asked her the same question. Well, you know, how much of it is a trend because Target decides to to put something on the shelf and then we decide to write about it and then, you know, everyone gets excited. I think it's a little of both, I guess, right? It's a wild ecosystem. Well, one of the trends for 2021 that you mentioned in the piece is TikTok food. How does TikTok food differ from other viral social media food we've seen over the years? And also, can we just admit that all of it's kind of garbage? <laughs> it's not all garbage. <laughs> This is hot takes on a plate, Miley. You got to be ready for this kind of thing. I wasn't prepared for that. This is not a normal interview. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Rephrase the question. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. So, talk so, food different. I mean, yeah. You know, I, I, I shouldn't even, I am not qualified to speak on this. I do not spend enough time on TikTok. My daughter's on it. And We're I just, too old. Yeah, it's not I our demo. I, I think I am. But it is funny to to see um, to see what tracks there, and and you know, which is different from what tracks on Instagram, which is obviously different from what we're actually actually eating. But here's the thing: I would say 
you can always draw a line between real trends and what's going on on TikTok. It's not, com- it's not happening in a, in a vacuum. For instance, this um, whipped coffee thing, right? Okay, that, that went crazy and all. It's visual, it's fun. I get why people did it. But the idea of, of dressing up your coffee was very much a pandemic moment because we all lost our coffee shop right yes. away, right? And we lost our baristas. And the we, thing I missed the most. Whole, the, the ritual, and that's just an important part of our lives is these rituals that we have in the morning and we all had to figure that out again. And so everyone together was trying to be their own barista and set up a system at home and get happy with it. So I'm not surprised that coffee in all these different forms was was exploding everywhere. And breakfast too. Like, we, you know, we were all of a sudden we had more time to to be at home and eat breakfast. And so it's not completely surprising that everyone's making pancakes and that on TikTok that turns into like weird bowls of um, mini pancakes that look like cereal. <laughs> I, I guess when, when my comment of it's all garbage, the social media stuff um, when it comes to food trends is this so many of them are predicated on visuals and bigger is better. And I always go back to the kind of the OG of this stuff, at least in my opinion. And it's those, those oversized crazy milkshakes. And I just, I, I, you know, like, you know, how how many calories can you put in a milkshake? It's like a contest. Like, can we get to 3000? Can we get to 4000? Let's put some cake sticking out of it. And, And, you know, like what, to me, that stuff is just ridiculous. Like it's not food you're supposed to consume. It's food for a picture. Well, it's funny. It's funny you brought that up because my husband, who's a chef, took um, took our daughters to get one of those when in the middle of that trend. And, um, you know, we thought they'd be so excited. And he brought it to the table. This speaks to like the, what the young, what the kids are talking about these days. But um, my older daughter was horrified about the food waste. She was like, this is, she was like, this is, a, this is like, this is not a, I can't eat this much food. She's like, what do they do? She was literally like, what do they do with all this leftover stuff? And it was kind of upsetting and they, they didn't like it. <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. I actually, so, so my oldest daughter is obsessed with the environment and she wants to watch the Greta documentary. And, <laughs> and, and so I use that to my advantage at dinner when they're being picky and I say, well, you know, this is bad for the environment if you don't finish it. <laughs> so I That's can relate. Genius. I'm going to say, I have not done that yet. It's so smart. I'm going to start doing that. No, totally. I, you know what, look, not all of these, these viral you know, social media food trends are terrible. Like I, I'll tell you one that uh, I'm going to get heat for this, but I actually think it's great. And I think it's great because my kids love it, especially my youngest daughter, but the rainbow bagels, yeah. the rainbow <laughs> bagels. I know the purists go nuts over it. I don't eat a rainbow bagel. So everybody chill out. But my youngest daughter is obsessed with it. She thinks it's the greatest thing ever. And if it makes a five-year-old happy, so be it. I think, yeah, if that's not a a pandemic lesson, what is like that we are allowing ourselves these moments of happiness. That's the, we have to, right. We're, it's, it's okay. I think that's, um, that's very much this, the spirit of, of our magazine. I think just everyone, everyone in the food world is understanding that we need a little levity, right? Hot cocoa bombs. That's another one. I haven't done one yet, but you know, I I, look, it it seems kind of fun and kids are into it, whatever. All I've seen is people failing at that. Like I've only (laughs) seen the nailed it version of that trend. (laughs) I was actually, it was funny. I was actually, somebody had inquired about my services a couple months ago to shoot a uh, social media campaign as like an on-camera talent where I would be making a hot cocoa bomb on camera. And I sort of did 
dilly-dallied with the request because I was trying to figure out COVID and safety and all that. And then the moment passed, but I was kind of like a little bit mortified of the idea of trying to make one on camera, but they, <laughs> they, 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 they swore to me it was all going to work out just fine. Yes. I don't know about that. You might want to do a little more research. It all worked out that I didn't do the segment. Uh, <laughs> what has been the biggest food obsessions in your home during this crazy period in the world? Uh, we are living in it. Well, the, the coffee thing was true. That was, that became mine. I, I was determined to learn how to do latte art, which it's, it's so much harder than it looks. Um, so that's what I've been doing, but my husband has become obsessed with pizza and I mean, it's great for, for the rest of us, but like we have four. So he's pizza. making it. Yeah. Like from, yes. And, and we have multiple pizza ovens than every imaginable form of a baking steel. And we have two outdoor pizza ovens and, the Breville pizza, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and I think it's important to mention who your husband is. If you're listening and you don't know, Miley is married to Wiley Dufresne, who is one of the, you know, legendary New York City chefs had WD 50. And, you know, when people think of I don't know if he he appreciates the word molecular gastronomy, <laughs> but that's the word that's associated with him. Um, I know it's gotten kind of like this reputation now, but, you know, very cutting edge. And of course, do's donuts now. So he's had a lot of experience with dough. And so you're saying now he's transitioning from donuts to pizza. Yes. I mean, it, it makes sense. It's a natural transition. And um, I mean, we're all happy about it. The kids can really relate to pizza much more than they ever could to the food at, at WD-50. But it's interesting um, because the thing about it is the food at WD-50, while, you know, very complicated and just, you know, very challenging to make, something as simple as pizza, while it looks like, you know, we're using the word simple, making dough properly is hard. That's a challenge. Like if you're somebody who likes a challenge, it's so hard. It's so, and, like that is the biggest one, one of the biggest ones. No, it totally is. This is the big misunderstanding. And donuts are really hard. Like getting them right is I, watching him figure that out was really interesting. And then, and then pizza just, you know, he would never have had the time to do it otherwise. But suddenly we were in quarantine and, and he had I mean, weeks and weeks to to tinker with it. There's so much science to it. He's still, he's still messing with it, but it's, it's, it's been great for us. <laughs> so is there going to be a pizza shop? I mean, I, I wouldn't say there won't be. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the next thing. Okay. Think about it. Think about what? Here's what you've got some great photos on your phone. Don't we all, but what are you doing with them? If you don't have free prints yet, huh, you've got to get it. Free prints is a free app for iPhone and Android that lets you print all of those photos for free. You get 1,000 free 4x6 photo prints a year. And all you have to do is pay a small shipping charge. You can even print photos at other sizes for next to nothing. Free Prints is one of the world's favorite apps. Download it now at freeprints.com and start enjoying real, professional quality, free, 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 free prints. No subscriptions, no commitments, just free prints. Again, go to freeprints.com to get the app and your 1,000 free prints. Being Home with Hunker is a podcast where we visit with designers, artists, and creatives in the spaces that express and shape their identities their homes. If you love design and decor, if you're curious about how people live, or if you've been transitioning or transforming your own home, you'll love these honest conversations. Join us weekly at Being Home with Hunker. Visit hunker.com forward slash podcast where you can find, subscribe, and listen to the show. 
so here on Hot Takes on a Plate, you, of course, the listener, get to eavesdrop on the ultimate food fights as I debate my culinary world friends and other eating enthusiasts in their areas of expertise. And Miley, what I want to do is I want to throw at you some of my predictions for food trends for 2021. And I want you to tell me if I'm right or wrong. Okay, so 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 pretend so pretend that you know put your editor cap on. I'm one of your writers at Food Network magazine, and I'm pitching you. These are my ideas. Okay, all right, here we go. One, 2021 is going to be a big year for microwave meals. I think people are just burnt out on cooking. I think they're tired. I think that whole idea of like I'm going to learn how to make sourdough and do all this. I think people are kind of over it. They're just they're just exhausted and i think marie calendar's stock is going to go up and i think tombstone stock is going to go up and all these you know i think hot pockets it's going to go up and red baron and just you watch you know the hungry man meals microwave meals making a comeback going to be strong tell me i'm right tell me i'm wrong you're i think you're wrong (laughs) 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 that that one I, i don't believe in that one I saw a very cool, this made me so happy. And maybe this is too earnest an answer because I, I like where you were going with my life and your theories. But um, I saw a really interesting study that they did uh, um, during, like, kind of in the middle of the crisis with, um, with Gen X and cooking and how many of them have been cooking more than they ever would have because suddenly they were forced to do it. There wasn't a choice. You couldn't go out anymore and everybody had to cook. So it was this great moment where everyone had to try it, even if they'd never intended to. And, and, a, and a huge percent of them reported back that they could, they intend to keep on cooking. So it's just like any other thing, gardening or whatever you try it and you're like, Oh, I'm not actually terrible about this. It's not as, it's not as scary as I thought it was. And I actually can pull it off. And so I think this is going to actually have the opposite effect that people Started Spark a doing fire. It, keep doing it. And, and, um, you know, I, I, of course it will, I think you're right about, we need, we still need this time saving stuff, but it's going to come in different forms. We're going to start buying these, these pre chopped things. These we're going to cut corners on the front end, but not on the back end, if that makes sense. So like, which is fine buy, by the way. Yeah. I think that's the way to do it. You can a still lot say of people get it. shamed. A lot of people get shamed with that stuff. Like I, you know, I, I hear people all the time say, why would you buy pre-diced onions or why would you buy pre-peeled garlic? I buy pre-peeled garlic. Garlic's a pain. Garlic is yep. the ingredient <laughs> that just drives me freaking up the wall. There's just no, like, and I started buying pre-peeled garlic like during the pandemic and it saved, saved me so much time. It's so easy. Oh, yeah. I love no garlic shame. and everything. Yeah. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Like no. nothing at all. I'll never make my own tomato sauce. Like, why would I do that? <laughs> I can buy really good <laughs> stuff in a jar. <laughs> now I do enjoy doing that because it, it, you know, it doesn't have to be the three hour simmer thing. You can just get peeled tomatoes and season them to your liking and add some garlic. Or you can use your microwave and little jar of of brows and yeah, (laughs) there you go. There you go. Look, there's nothing. Look, we all got to live. There's nothing wrong with shortcuts. Okay. We're not all getting paid like your husband to do this stuff. We have lives. Yes. All All right. My next, my next one, I, this one, I feel really strongly on. I think 2021 is going to be a big year for cliche restaurant food. And what I mean by cliche restaurant food, I mean food that takes us back to the good old days, sort of like the the old trends that are new again, the dishes that we used to get sick of seeing on menus because they were on every menu. And it's like, all right, this is like the least creative thing. You're doing this again. 
we're going to kind of crave that because as we sort of come out of our bunkers, if you will, it's going to be things that remind us of like going out and living life in a normal way. Things like pork buns, poutine, fluke crudo, fried chicken and waffles, all those things that you'd see on every menu that like it just remind it, it reminds you of a day and a time. Yeah, I agree. I, I think we're, we're going to come out of this not so jaded, right? We used to be kind of yeah bitchy about it and 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 no everyone is, i felt that way we, we've only eaten two restaurant meals since march but um i felt that way during the first like i i would everything was so exciting to me everything about the process i would i would i would eat anything and, and i think you're right we get excited about the things we used to get excited about it becomes totally. nostalgia totally yes no come question. back like the 90s yes yeah well dunkaroos are back you know so the 90s are I am so like enjoying this moment of 90s nostalgia. I'm bathing in it right now. Just <laughs> bathing in it. Love it. Love it. I'll give you another one. One 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 last one I'll give you, which is that I think veggie burgers that are actually made out of vegetables are going to be a big thing in 2021. I think restaurants may hopefully stop outsourcing all their veggie burgers to Impossible and Beyond and 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 actually make a veggie burger where you can see vegetables in it. And, and cause that's always been one of my big frustrations with restaurants is you go to a restaurant and it's a great place and they're, they're advertising how they make, you know, it's all the scratch made and all that. And then it's like the veggie burger is sort of a throwaway. It's like, Oh, we got these, these patties that are, you know, sourced and it, they're, we're not doing anything to it. And I think you're going to see more veggie burger manipulation on a larger scale. Tell me I'm right. Tell me I'm wrong. I think you're you're right, and I would add, but I would add to that. I think um, I think what we'll see a ton of are blended products. So there are a lot of people who want to cut back on meat and don't want to cut out meat entirely. It's good for the environment to cut back on it. And so these, like you know, we've been writing about these climatarians, people who are just trying to um, not eat as much beef. So and and mushrooms are are huge right now, not only for the health benefit, but for their ability to kind of mimic meat. So you're maybe not eating an entire mushroom burger, but I think we'll see a lot of blended. So it'll be a little bit of beef blended with a lot of vegetable. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think we'll see. No, that's interesting. That's interesting. I, I, I just have never understood how you could like, I, I mean, my old job, I used to go to restaurants all the time doing a TV show and I, I go to these restaurants that like were taking pride in making their own pasta and, you know, doing all this stuff. And then it was just like, here's a burger that we sourced from a company. And I'm like, yeah, hey, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just never made sense to me. Yeah, never it's true. People care. People know so much more about it now, and they care more about it now. And and people who are you know even meat eaters are 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 eating them now. So there's just yeah, I think you're right. It's people are going to demand better. So what is the trend that you're most excited for? Oh, wow, that's a good question. I mean, the one we chose, and I'm trying to I'm trying to decide if I'm personally the most excited about this. The flavor trend of the year we chose was hot honey, which has kind of taken the same path as sriracha from going from being on a restaurant table to showing up everywhere and being everyone's favorite condiment. I mean, I haven't had it enough to know if I'm obsessed with it yet. But um, see, hot honey's been. I don't know. Maybe I'm just too inside baseball, but hot honey for me has been like a thing for a, a long time, especially the Mike's hot honey. I, so many pizza places love playing with hot wow. honey now. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's where, that's where it's, it's been floating around, but we're like the growth of the sales have been explosive in the wow. past year. So I think it, you're going to start seeing it everywhere. In fact, we're working on a story now about just the test kitchen is playing with like, okay, what can we, what can we put it on? 
Is that the challenge for you? I feel like that's got to be a big challenge where obviously to have your job, you have to be an insider. You have to really know your stuff. But you're also creating a magazine for an audience that's broad, that is not it's not elitist. It's, it's people who look, we all eat. That's the thing I always say, like everybody eats, you know, it's not something that's exclusive for one group of people and everybody in some way, shape or form, I guess you don't have to cook, but you have to somehow source meals to eat. You know, that idea of like have having an expert's palate and having experts knowledge, but understanding that you're translating this to a broad audience. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly, that's those, we have those conversations. It's not an exaggeration to say we have them every day, you know, about what we're seeing and what, what, what's really tracking and, and how, how much, yes, you don't want to be too, too insidery about any of this, but, um, but I think that's the, yeah, that's our greatest challenge, right. Is to figure that out or, and, and to balance kind of introducing people to things with meeting them where they already are. So that's always been our cover, our covered challenges. Like how do we, um, show something new, but put it in a slightly familiar package. That was, that was the, like kind of always the perfect formula. It has like a little bit of a twist to it. So, um, to make people interested in it, but not turn them off. And then we, of course we fight with the test kitchens about what you can get in stores. And we actually take field trips. We haven't been doing it lately, but we take field trips to right. the stores outside the city to make sure like, and, and really understand what people are able to get. Yeah, because, you know, like you said, it's like hot honey may have been a thing, you know, in Brooklyn for a long time. But if you couldn't get it, you know, in Des Moines, Iowa, it's like, you're, you know, you got you to be able to re- meet people where they are. Yeah. So if you want to check out the article for yourself, the Food Network article that we're talking about, Food Network magazine, about the, the top food trends for 2021, there is a link in the episode description, make sure to check it out. And before I let you go, Miley, you know, we had mentioned your husband earlier, Wiley Dufresne. And I'm curious because, you know, a lot of times when, when you get mentioned in media, his name is mentioned as well. People, you know, media just love, you know, these, these, these couples that both have names and connecting them. And I'm just wondering, like, does that ever get old? Like that idea that like you're like connected to your significant other. Cause you're like your own individual with, with a, quite an impressive resume and it's not oh, no, a diss not. on your significant other, but you know what I'm saying? Well, I'm not fooling. I am a plus one and, and, and fool forever be one. And that was confirmed. I, I went to the James Beard awards with him um, years ago and, and it said Wiley, it was a picture of the two of us and it said Wiley Dufresne and guest. And I have my current job, by the way, Get out. I was like, well, that's about something. that I, <laughs> You know what? I will say this. You have a job that is super important and has, you know, a certain level of power and stature to it. But when you're the editor of a magazine, sometimes it's like it's a power without sort of the the face to it, if you will. Like I was actually just listening to an interview um, outside of food in sports. Uh, Dan Lebitard, who is a very well-known sports media personality, was interviewing a guy by the name of John Skipper, who used to run ESPN, which is about as powerful a job as you can have. And John Skipper was saying he loved the job because he had all the perks in the world. He could go anywhere, do anything, but nobody knew who the heck he was by his face. <laughs> yeah, no one, no one knows who I am. That's okay. It's good. It's good to be married to to a chef, and you know, he. It's great because he keeps me in touch with that world, and I keep him in touch with kind of the regular world. <laughs> Meet in the middle, meet in the middle. Well, listen, Miley, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule. Oh, it's great to talk to you. Hot Takes on a Plate is part of the Believe Podcast Network. Check them out at BLEAV.com. You can check me out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook 
at Rob Patron TV. And if you like the show, make sure to subscribe. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, if you're listening on Spotify, make sure to follow. That way you never miss an episode. You can't miss an episode. You don't want to miss an episode. And of course, please rate the show. Five stars, of course. Leave a comment as well. It's always good for us. Until next time, I'm Rob Patron. Ciao.